The Stateside Soccer Show is now covering Ted Lasso. If that's a joke, I love it. If not, I cannot wait to unpack that with you. That's no joke. The Stateside Soccer Show now presents Believe Cast. We aren't talking about faith or ghosts. Do you believe in ghosts, Ted? I do. But more importantly, I think they need to believe in themselves. We are talking Ted Lasso episode recaps. So sit back, get ready for us to discuss all the tea. You know, I always figured that tea was just going to taste like hot brown water. And you know what? I was right. Yeah, it's horrible. Hello and welcome back to Believe Cast, presented by the Stateside Soccer Show. We are Ted Lasso Recap Podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me today is uh, a man who is going to sing Let It Go later on in this very podcast, Logan Stump. I'm looking forward to that. Um, you might not be, but I am. Uh, you know, I, Hi, Jordan. How's everything going? I'm, I'm good, I guess. Yeah, well... <laughs> Behind the scenes action here, uh, we usually record these way in advance. Th- we took a long break yeah. for our previews, so we're actually like catching up. <laughs> so we're like, crap, we got to get back on these. Uh, so it's been a few weeks since we've recorded one of these. Um, but yeah, we'll be talking episode seven, Make Rebecca Great Again. But before we get into that, I just kind of want to open the show with we will be uh, we we got the premiere date for season three. It's March fifteenth, and I know you're probably listening to this on March eighth and wondering how are they going to get through uh, all of season one and season two before next Wednesday. We won't is the answer to that. So the way that we're going to be going is you'll still get episodes on Wednesday that will be from the previous seasons and. Then later that week, because the show releases on Wednesdays, probably Friday or something like that, we will be getting out an episode with the new season, season three recaps. And we'll just kind of be juggling two Believe Cast episodes a week. Um, one old, one new. So that's how we'll be going. So, uh, look, they didn't tell us this in a good, timely fashion. <laughs> So we have to kind of play with with what we're dealt here, but that's why Logan and I are also going to try to get uh, a few of these knocked out before then. Uh, Yeah, so we will be talking episode seven, Make Rebecca Great Again, story by Joe Kelly and Brendan Hunt, teleplay by Jason Sudeikis, directed by Declan Lowney, and it aired September 11th of 2020. The synopsis, Rebecca celebrates her first anniversary as a divorcee as the team plays a match in Liverpool. Logan, your first thoughts when you watched Make Rebecca Great Again. Yeah, I know this this episode got raked really highly on IMDb, and I, I agree with it. I, I really like this episode as far as Rebecca's concerned. Like, it really does kind of build on um, her, I guess, her past, but also going forward and kind of understanding how she's been throughout the divorce, because we've gotten a lot about Rupert, right? Rupert's been cheating on her ever since. He's always had this fling. He doesn't seem to really care. The club's kind of in disarray, but again, he kind of passes that off as like he doesn't care about it anymore. And maybe he does. We don't really know at this point. But um, yeah, I think this episode's really good for character development for Rebecca. So 
I really enjoyed this one, and I think Keely and Rebecca have some really good moments in this episode. I like this episode, but this is probably my least favorite of the season. Okay. Um, to me, it just feels the least Ted Lasso-like, meaning okay. yeah. uh, because they're in a whole different town, we're not seeing a lot of the same uh, sets. So it kind of gives you a little bit of a, oh, that's nice type of thing. But uh, it is, uh, especially the, I, 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 the panic attack part uh, is very tough to watch, I feel like, especially with the, the high screeching sound. Uh, that accompanies it, but this is probably the one I look forward to the least when watching the season, but I still think it's overall, like, good. You know, it's still a great episode. It's just um, not up there for me. Uh, okay, so let's let's dive in here. So we open up with Nate getting locked in the bus storage area the where they keep all the bags. That's how the episode opens. He's trying to fix some baggage. And uh, gets gets locked in. Ted is then seen talking to his son and wife. And Ted gets the bad news that uh, John Lennon and uh, and uh, why am I George Harrison are <laughs> have passed away uh, from from Beard here. You know, he's like, oh, you're not going to tell the kid that <laughs> that the two, two of the Beatles are dead because the kid wants Ted to go say hi to all four Beatles when they go up to Liverpool. And uh, I, I like Beard here where he says it was Keith Richards that killed them. Just kind of like this weird joking conspiracy uh, for musicians, I guess. <laughs> but let's not forget the real conspiracy that Paul McCartney is one of the ones who died and was replaced with a lookalike. That was a thing that was a real conspiracy for a while. But I saw Paul McCartney in Baltimore this summer, and he looked pretty much like himself. Rebecca gives Keeley's uh, gives Keeley Higgins spot on the plane and tells him that he is staying there. So, so Rebecca and Keeley are taking a separate mode of transportation. They're taking a private plane while everyone else is on the bus. Higgins is like, "Hey, that's fine. I'll go on the bus." But he's getting punished by Rebecca here. Because um, she was not liking how he was uh, dealing with Ted and being kind of like pro-Ted at this moment. And yeah, she's, she's looking out to, to punish him. And before we get to the credits here, wow, a lot happens before the credits, by the way, in this episode. We also learned that Richmond is not one at Everton for 60 years. And Ted gets asked by a reporter about uh, Jamie leaving and how since then they've only lo- they've lost one and drawn one and then the bus takes off and immediately stops as they let Nate out so I ask you Logan before we hit the credits there that's where we hit the credits um, how did Ted know N- uh, Nate was down there you think <laughs> just uh, intuition yeah I think it, a little bit of intuition and uh, I think it, it plays more to the fact, I think, that he, he notices Nate. Like, he knows where he's like, oh, crap, Nate's not on this bus. Where the hell is he? And then he goes, but I think it's so Nate-like to get stuck under the bus because he's just, it seems like he's uh, very, like a klutz. Like, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't ever know where he is or his, his surrounding areas is not uh, something that he's always thinking about. So I think that he struggles sometimes in getting in, in awkward situations and positions, and he's like, oh, shoot. So, yeah, I think... Ultimately, it's just Ted's intuition that he knows he's under the bus. 
that's a good answer. Uh, you know, Ted is somebody that notices Nate, so it makes me wonder how many times has this happened in the past and Nate did not go notice and he sat in five hours worth of being locked in the bus uh, carriage. Uh, but we come right out of the credits and Keely and Rebecca have their huge room. Uh, it has two bedrooms, huge like living space. It looks great. It's like a DVC resort. Uh, but it's Rebecca's old anniversary weekend. So like her, uh, her with, with Rupert, her anniversary weekends, the first one since they got divorced that she is celebrating or not celebrating and why she's kind of sad and upset a bit. And, uh, yeah, so, so we get that. But before we go there, man, there's a lot of cuts in this episode. Like, I wrote down the notes every time it cuts a scene. And it goes from there, and I was thinking, oh, we find out Keely is on the TV. Not yet. We go to Nate handing out the room keys and Ted asking for movie night or pillow fight. And I ask you, Logan, what's your choice here? Because when I come down there next week, it's movie night or pillow fight. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I hate pillow fights because uh, we used to have some really um, huge battles between, like, my brother and my best friend. And, like, it, you get a headache after being knocked around a couple times with a pillow. Like, if you get somebody... That's called a concussion. Right. If you, right. <laughs> Wait, what's your name again? Um, no, <laughs> no, but, yeah, I, I think you go into concussion protocol quite often when you're doing the pillow fight. So I'm going to go with movie night, and I love their choice of movie, Jordan. Yes, Iron Giant. Great movie. I don't think I've... I can't remember a pillow fight that I've actually had. Maybe I did some as kids, yeah. but don't remember them. But uh, if so, they weren't really rough, I don't think. Uh, but I like that Ted says, hey, next time... One time you pick pillow, pillow fight, you're never picking movie night again. It is just that much fun. Whatever Ted has planned for pillow fights is next level, apparently. Now we cut up and Rebecca's back on the phone. She's trying to make a reservation for dinner and she's getting, I don't know, I would say a sitcom classic here where she thinks the person is replying to her, but it's actually a recording and it is Keely on TV uh, as Keely's flipping through channels and staring at herself doing, uh, she's kind of like the, uh, what's the ladies from, from Disney's name? Uh, what was her name? <laughs> Wait, what? It did like the 10 things you got to do at the parks or whatever. Stacey, and she's like right? always on the TV. Stacy. Yeah. Yes. That's what yes. I thought of. I wrote that in my notes. Like that's like Stacy. <laughs> yes. That's exactly who, what Keely is there. Keely is like, Hey, there's clubs, pubs, right? Karaoke, all this kind of good stuff for you to do in Liverpool. Yes. Uh, so then from there we have flow. Flo Sassy Collins coming into the room and Rebecca has to introduce her to Keely. They also state uh, what Flo states that it is. She knows who Keely is because her ex used to masturbate to her like a lot or something. That was a great um, yeah, because we kind of forget Keely is like a model. Yeah. She's famous. She's as famous as any of these other uh, characters. Yep. 
And yeah, so so she comes in. She calls Rebecca stinky, and we don't really get the reason behind it at this point. We'll get that later on. And then we cut to Iron Giant movie night. One thing I really like here is Isaac McAdoo is going to nudge one of the other players when he's on his phone. And when he nudges him, it's like, hey, dude, put the phone away. And Roy sees this, by the way. Roy sees this. Uh, so this is a bit of Isaac's character arc, Isaac's character growth. He started out, you know, bullying Nate. Uh, Roy got him to stop that. And now Isaac has kind of bought in even more to the Ted Lasso stuff that's, hey, get off your phone. We're watching this movie as a team. Um, so I, I really liked seeing that from from Isaac. We'll, we'll get more of him later on in the show. I don't think that's a spoiler to say, really. Yeah, no, I, I like this scene. Um, and this is... You know what's funny is is people go, how realistic is this? This is very realistic. Like there, you you have uh, like different team events that they'll do at the hotel. A lot of them they'll eat together, um, which they kind of do, and they uh, will go out to like steakhouses after games. They'll go out uh, on the night and kind of party and celebrate uh, when they do uh, win. But yeah, no, I, I really do enjoy just the dynamics between, um, and then like the three coaches sitting in the back. It's kind of like when you were like a little kid. And, and like the coaches would put on a movie or something like that. And they would kind of strategize about the game behind you. And, but then everybody else would watch the movies. Um, and this is, a, this is when we get a great quote from Beard. Um, when Ted goes right around, I think it's like the 70th minute or something like that. Or I can't remember what minute it was. But he, he said it's a minute. And he goes, 74th minute yeah. or 72nd minute, yeah. something like that. And there's going to be a bunch of grown men crying in a room. And Beard goes, oh, yes, I know. I'm already ready. And he throws the Kleenex box up on the thing. And he kicks back and he watches it. Yes. I love Beard so much. But, yeah, that's a, that's a great. But it is. It's so It's so crazy how realistic this TV show is. Like, they have had they have done their research on like how teams exist outside of just the game. And during here is where Ted asked Nate, like what he would say to the guys. And Nate's like, I can't tell you that, <laughs> you know? And when, by the end of the episode, we understand why he's a little shy about saying this, right? He has all this stuff planned, um, but he still, you know, I like where Ted says here, like I am asking your opinion. Like, it's not just, you know, like trying to put you on the spot. I, I like want your input on this team type of thing. And uh, I like when Beard says, well, at least he didn't like stammer this time. <laughs> right. So we are seeing some growth in Nate as well, where he is able to kind of handle interactions a little better. He's not at the point of still being like Nate, me, like, you know, he's getting a little more comfortable uh, with the situation. So we cut back to Rebecca, Sassy, and Keely at dinner. And uh, this is where Flo or Sassy hits on the waiter for Rebecca. I always forget what her name is, by the way. Like, every time I watch this. Because I just... Sassy doesn't stick with me. And then, like, they say Flo once. So, like, the whole time, I'm like, her name's not really Sassy, right? And I actually caught it this time that it's Flo. And I was just like... Oh, okay. That's like her real name, but they never use it. So it's just something that I'm like, I always forget what her name is. I'm just like, oh yeah, Rebecca's friend is kind of like how I've mentioned her uh, in the past when I'm talking about this, but I made sure I paid attention. Well, she, uh, Flo is going to excuse herself to have a smoke. Rebecca mentioned she doesn't smoke anymore. And 
Sassy's going to run into Ted, who is doing, uh, who is asking for a fax machine, which the guy is like, no, we don't have one. And, but when he's hanging up the phone before he gets to turn to Ted, the concierge says this on the phone. And I want to get your opinion on this, by the way. He says, I would suggest flushing it again, but harder. Logan, how do you flush harder? So I, I thought about this too. And I was like trying to think because I've been to England just recently over the summer. And I was like, was there anything different about, and there is Jordan. So there is a, usually a two button toilet uh, for those that are in America. Uh, there's one on the left and one on the right. I was always very confused about it. And I actually Googled this when we were over there. One is actually for um, like more solid waste and one is actually for just your piss. So uh, yeah, there, I think there are different versions of flushing. And I think there are toilets that do exist that have, uh, which I don't know if they like. We have those that work actually. Do you really? Yeah, yeah, it'll have like a button and it has one droplet yep. and then there's a button that has two droplets or yep. whatever and you're supposed to do the one for more water when you have more waste. Yes. And one is for just liquid. Yeah, so maybe that's what they're talking about. But then also, Jordan, I'm picturing this person up there going like like really hard on the... Like yeah, this, like, that's what I was thinking. Like, I mean? Or like how they have the string bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, Sometimes like you you're like trying to really... <laughs> he like pulls the whole string off yeah. the thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just found that line so funny. Yeah. And I'm sure they put it in there to be funny, but I'm like, yeah. it's like a, I, I didn't notice it until this episode, until this rewatch, uh, actually. I like when Flo approaches Ted and she's, and he goes, yeah, I need to send a fax. And she goes, who are you trying to communicate with somebody in the 1990s or 1997? Yeah. And he goes, uh, yeah, actually. And she goes, okay, well, what are you going to sell him? And he goes, I'm going to tell her like, what are you going to sell yourself or something? And he goes, oh yeah, I'm going to go back and remind myself to buy Apple stock. <laughs> it was like, and she all? says, remind me to kill JK Rowling yeah, so like, I, I can write... write the first Harry Potter book. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I like how he says, I'll write handle. So there's no paper trail instead yeah. of murdered. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he has like this little meat cute with flow. And she goes back to tell Keely about meeting Ted. Doesn't mention his name, by the way. She's like, I just met this great, what she's a marble of a man. Yeah. And then immediately asked where Rebecca is because Rebecca was not there. Uh, Rebecca is paying the bill at, at this time. But Flo gets the question asked, how did the nickname Stinky come about? And it's because Rebecca moved to Flo's town. And she said that she already was taller than her and already had bigger boobs. So she made up to people that her name was nickname was stinky, I guess, to kind of just get one over on her. And then they became friends. So I guess now it's a term of endearment. But I, look, I want to ask you, Logan, if I just started calling you stinky all the time, would you be able to accept that? I think that would be a, a friendship ender. Yeah, it'd be. And you continue to do it. I'd be like, Nah, I'd just be like, every time you called me that, could you imagine on our podcast, be like, hey, Stinky, what do you think like, about? It'd be like, Logan, I'm Logan. Right. I'd be like, okay, first of all, um, we're not going to get any kind of attention because people are going to think we're idiots. Um, I don't know. It's just very asinine, like the way that it is set up. You'd be like, well, shithead, I think <laughs> yeah. what we're doing today. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't know why Rebecca stands for this. No. I would not. I would end this. Mm -hmm. This would end. By the way, they haven't talked to each other in six years. This this yeah. would 
<laughs> I would have ended this so quickly uh, if she continued calling me that, by the way. Uh, Rebecca comes back and has covered the bill and, uh, you know, Sassy and uh, Keely are going to act like they were going to pay. And we cut over to Ted, who's had a few drinks at this point. While looking over the divorce paperwork, he gets a text from the lawyer who says that he can just take a picture of the docs. And then Nate is trying to slide his paperwork underneath of the door. And he kind of loses his cool on Nate. This is probably the worst we've seen Ted. Wouldn't you think so? Yeah. Um, And like, I think he, I'm trying to remember. I I think he yelled at Nate one other time or like he gets it. No, it was, uh, it was Jamie that he gets mad at. That's right. Cause he gets mad at Jamie. Um, Practice. Yes. Right. Uh, but then this is the first time he yells at Nate and I think it shows like Ted seems like somebody that would never yell at Nate because he knows what Nate has gone through. He's probably been verbally abused by the former manager. So I think there's always that line of like, he knew never, he can cross it with some people, but he, he knew for a fact. And I think the audience kind of picks up on the fact that he never wanted to cross that line with Nate. And he gets to a point where he, he yells at Nate and Nate's kind of been, I think at one point earlier too, in the episode, Nate was kind of like, you know, people, the fact that you trust me, you know, I don't want to tell you what I think because it, it was, it was like when they were sitting down to watch the movie, he was kind of like, I don't want you to fire me, get mad at me, yell at me, kick me out. If I give you my true, honest opinions on the team and the players. And he's like, I would never do that. And then he gets mad at him. It's like, yeah, it's kind of that, well, here I am giving you my opinion and now you're mad. Like I'm so confused. So yeah. Mixed signals. Yeah. Yeah, a little, a little odd for Ted to have lost his cool there. I mean, he's a few drinks in. He's just dealing with his divorce, so that that's what's happening there. We cut over to match day at Goodison Park. Higgins is watching the game at home with his family all in Richmond kits. I really like this. Um, and by the way, let, let's clarify. This is like Carlo Ancelotti, Richmond, all right? This isn't uh, uh, Car- Carlo Ancelotti, Everton. This isn't... Uh, the current Everton team that is in relegation zone. Uh, so a little more believable that they had not won there in 60 years. Uh, Ted apologizes to Nate and has Nate read the notes that he wrote. And there are a bunch of roasts in there with also some good bits of information on how to like better themselves. You know, he's roasting them. Right. But he's also saying, like, you got to work on your defense here. You got to work on this thing. Uh, you know, he, he gets on Obasanya about his defense, right? Yeah. Or he gets mad because he's no, it's his indecisiveness. Like, oh, he's indecisive. so indecisive that. And then I think he compares him to like a, you would. The only other person I've ever seen like this is Nelson Mandela or something like that, which I. Yeah. Like imprisoned by yeah. his wrong, by wrong something. Right. Yes. It's, it's, a, it's a cold yeah. one, by the way. That is a not so sure uh, Sam would actually be cool with that. No. But. <laughs> there's a there's some good ones in there, though. It's like and he calls Sam the shitty sidekick. Um, and then he calls Isaac big dumb. You know what? Uh, I don't know, like uh, I don't know if I can say that word. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, you know, he looks tough, but isn't. And then uh, he goes, Danny Rojas, what do you, or if football is life, then defense, your defense must be death. Yeah. 
I love that. And he gets Roy. Roy stands up and says, say it. Drop the papers. Look me in the eye and say it. And, you know, he kind of rips Roy for losing his fire, losing the burning passion, losing his anger. Anger is what made him great. And Roy goes over, rips up the bench from the floor and leads them out to a one nil victory over Everton with Roy being a bright spot, according to the commentators. And yeah, uh, that was how they won. They won one nil. Ted gets introduced to Flo again here. Um, They already know each other, but it's like in the celebrations. Then Keeley walks over to Roy and they talk a bit. And then Roy says, we're going out to celebrate. The team's all excited. They want to know where to go. So Roy brings Keeley up and she recites her line from the, from the TV. And they all go karaoke. Sam is singing, singing Wonderwall. Coach Beard is singing Bad Romance. And then Rebecca will sing Let It Go. And during Let It Go is when Ted has a panic attack. So why do we think he has it here? Is it the song Let It Go? Is it something... It seems like at one of the points, I forget what line she sings, but it's like at that is kind of when it starts to affect Ted a bit. And I'm thinking it's because of the song, right? He's It's like letting go of his marriage, right? Letting go of the issue. And it causes a panic attack where he has to leave the karaoke bar. And uh, like I said, some high pitch squealing from the the sound designers make this part pretty pretty tough for me. Yeah, I think it's a like a part where uh, they're singing like the past is in the past, and you just need to let it go, kind of thing. And I think he's thinking like, not like th- this really is it. Like the moment I sign this paper, I think it's over, um, completely over, and I can't get it back. So, yeah, I think that's when he has the the moment, and it is it's that like ringing in your ear, screeching noise. Um, I should play it for Jordan, um, but. Uh, that'll be our new uh, night drive. We'll we'll play it as we end the episode. Just this, this buzzing yeah. in your ear. Um, but no, yeah, it's a. I think it's a perfect indication, though. I mean, I've never had a panic attack, but from what I've heard, it's kind of like that, or it's kind of where just everything becomes just so overwhelming that you just kind of lose it. And um, yeah, I think this is a, a pretty clear depiction of like what's going on inside of Ted's head. Yeah, and uh, we get Rebecca standing over him. D- did time pass here, or did she see him leave yeah. immediately? Stop, you think? That's what I was I think thinking. time passed. I think, so I think he yeah. like lost sense of time. Is my thought. Yep, I do too. And like with all the voices going on in his head, like he can hear his wife, and he can hear his kid, yeah. and like other things. And then, yeah, I, I got the impression that it was as she finished the song, she realized he wasn't there. Yeah, and, and Ted is going to go sign the paperwork. You know, and I think part of the reason why I think the same as you is because nobody else mentions this, by the way, that Ted left. Um, And I think if Rebecca just abruptly stopped her song, people would have been like, oh, what what was that about? But they all kind of still act like, yeah, we're partying, we're having a good time. So I I think she does kind of just excuse herself after she's done singing. Uh, Ted goes home and signs the paperwork, takes a picture of it. Not home. He goes to the hotel, sends it over. Keely is going to tell Rebecca she's going to walk and we see Roy kind of lingering in the background and they kind of give each other a little salute um, to each other. And Roy is going to walk her back all the way to the hotel room. 
He's going to kiss her and he's going to leave her and say goodnight. Rebecca is going to see the waiter again and she gets a text from Ted thanking her. And this is where we're supposed to think, Logan. This is where we're supposed to think she gets the text from Ted. She looks at the waiter and that we cut to Ted. He gets a knock on the door and we're all thinking this is Rebecca, right? This is Rebecca coming to be like, Ted, I want you. And then it's sassy. It is not Rebecca. Sassy just walks in past Ted. And that's where it ends. But some good misdirection here. I remember definitely the first time I watched this, I was like, oh, okay. Rebecca going up there. Nope. Fake out. And I think this episode proves that the end game of this show is Rebecca and Ted together. I think that the fact that they tease it here and it doesn't happen. So that way, when it does happen at some point, you're thinking finally, almost like a Ross and Rachel type thing. Yeah. I got that feeling too. That sense of like, they want this to be a thing, but it's just not ready for it yet. Um, Like they're both going to, they're both going to go through this journey of like having different relationships and things like that. And things are going to work out. But yeah, I remember watching this first time and going, Oh my God. Rebecca and then I'm like but it makes sense I'm like if that's the case then like it's going to lead up to this idea where they finally you know get together hook up or what they start to fall for each other and then all of a sudden she's gonna have to break the news to Ted that she's been messing with him the whole time like just this was a, a bait and like switch kind of thing where it was like we wanted you to fail we were setting you up to fail and uh sorry but yeah, no, I think this is perfect. I think it was a really interesting uh, twist on it. And I was like, oh, crap. But yeah, it did have me thinking the same thing. Like, I think eventually these two end up together. All right. So that is the episode Make Rebecca Great Again. Um, yeah, I mean, really, this is an episode that I think like feels kind of longer on the longer side. I think it is a little long. I think it's 34 minutes or something like that. But like when I wrote everything out, I'm like, Oh no, everything kind of happens like boom, 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 boom. Uh, That I'm like, Oh my God, we've only been recording 30 minutes and we're already wrapping up the episode. (laughs) But yeah. uh, Yeah. I mean, I guess, do you have anything else to add about this episode before we go to player of the week and employee of the week? I mean, it is a... Anything you noticed? Or... It is an interesting... I think because you said all the cut, like it cuts from scene to scene, it goes back to like storylines. I think that's what makes it feel long because you're like going through different kind of storylines with everybody. Um, but I think you get a sense... I think the best part, um, and I I think you mentioned it, but like when she tells Higgins he can't go and he's just so upset. <laughs> he's like, what do you mean? Um, and she continues to, to torture Higgins and it's kind of foreshadowing for things coming, but... Um, yeah, no, no secret here. We're going to record the next one right after this. And so we watched that one already. I'm not going to spoil anything, but in case if you haven't watched episode eight, but let's just say there's, there's more I want to say about the Higgins stuff in the next episode. So, um, and, and Rebecca as a whole. So I don't really feel like we can get into it too much in this one because there is a lot to talk about it on the next episode. But I guess let's go ahead. This will be like our shortest recap. Yeah. But let's let's take a look at player of the week. I'll go first here. I have Isaac McAdoo, and I have this for showing signs of turning himself around. He nudged the player next to him to get him to focus. He's kind of taking on a little bit of a leadership quality. 
and uh, just kind of want to go off the wall here because we don't get any of the actual gameplay. Mm-hmm. We do hear Roy was a revelation in the game, but I feel like I've said Roy every week. So I'm going to go ahead with Isaac McAdoo this week. I am going to go with Roy, Kent. Um, and I'm going with Roy just because I think the scene with him ripping up the bench is brilliant. He scores the goal and the only goal to beat Everton after 60 some odd, or sixty years of not beating them at Goodison Park. Um, but, you know, I really like Roy in this episode, I think, too. Um, kind of like you're kind of seeing a really soft spot starting to open up with Roy. And I think you see that as he waits for Keeley outside of club because he's really starting to kind of fall for Keeley. And, uh, yeah, I think it sets up a, a nice uh, – episode Eight's great because it, it all kind of comes together. Um, but – without spoiling anything uh, there's a lot of stuff that go on and maybe why this episode's not as deep i don't think it's very much on the surface um and yeah so i think that that's uh that's where i'll stand is it's roy kent <laughs> hi kitty all right let's go to employee of the week i have nate here for his speech in the locker room that helps get them that first win so that's that's where i'm going yeah, um, I am going to go with Nate as well, uh, just because I think he is fantastic in this episode. I love that he falls asleep under the bus. And then when they get back um, from Richmond, that's always fun too. So um, not to spoil anything, it's not really a spoiler. It's the beginning of the next episode. But uh, yeah, it's like this, the is, first this is weird how like, I think this is the first time we get two episodes that they take place. Yeah, right after they, each other. they feel like a, a two-parter, yeah. really, you know, because... And and that's why this one's probably going to be so short. There's so much to talk about yes. in relation to this episode in the next one. And since we're trying not to spoil stuff for people that may not have watched it before. Yeah. And if you stopped at this episode and you're like, oh, I'll watch the next one and then listen to their episode. We're trying to save you that uh, right there. So next week we'll have a huge breakdown of all of this stuff. And then also season three will have premiered. You'll have no season three spoilers on these older episode podcasts. Um, and if you listen on the Believe Cast feed, they're all numbered by season number and episode number. So it might be easier to find and avoid the newer podcasts if you haven't watched them all um, on the Believe Cast feed instead of the Stateside Show feed. But. Uh, yeah so yeah we both had uh nate as employee of the week i had isaac as player logan had roy next week we'll be talking episode eight of season one the diamond dogs which is uh a fun one so we'll get into that but yeah other than that have a great rest of your week if you want to follow us or send us any believe uh ted lasso feedback believe underscore cast on gmail i mean on twitter and our Gmail is tedlassorewatch at gmail.com.